Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website Quipster.net. I've been doing film reviews since 1996, classics, new releases, whatever in between. You can read them all at my website, over 3,800 film reviews to choose anytime. Quipster.net's where to go. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today I'm going to be looking at a film that's in a very limited selection of theaters in the United States and is currently available on demand, so you can watch it today if you go to iTunes or Amazon or Google Play or any place else where you get your on-demand films and watch it on your computer or your Roku or your smart TV or wherever, or even on your iPad or iPhone. It's half drama, half comedy. It's not rated, but I would definitely say this is going to be an R-rated film for its sexuality, nudity, drug content, and language, and it runs an hour and 37 minutes. Jesse Plemons is the main star, Molly Shannon, co-stars. Supporting roles go to Bradley Whitford, Paul Dooley, June Squibb, Maude Apatow, and J.J. Toda. The director and screenwriter is Chris Kelly. If you're wondering about the title, it's not about cheating partners or anything like that. The title is born from this phrase that... Bad things are those things that usually you hear happening to so-called other people. And in this case, the other people are the people in this film. The family at the heart of this movie are the ones dealing with a very bad thing. It's cancer. A tricky proposition for a comedy, but I think the film basically pulls it off. The setting of the film takes place over the course of the year. In fact, we kind of see something that happens toward the end, right at the beginning of the movie. And then we see what happens in the buildup to that moment. Uh, the primary focus is on a struggling comedy writer and improv comedian named David, played by Jesse Plemons. He's returning to his hometown of Sacramento from New York to look after the needs of his terminally ill mother, Joanne, played by Molly Shannon. David is spending some uncomfortable time reuniting with his mostly estranged and somewhat homophobic father, Norman. David did come out about 10 years ago, and Norman hasn't really been able to come to terms with that on his own. And he also spends time with his, I guess, to him, mostly annoying sisters. The family's preparing for the inevitable life after Joanne passes because Joanne's decided to forego additional grueling chemo treatments and to accept her fate with that cancer that is overtaking her. While there, David also begins to find some healing in his time with his family, these dormant familial relationships, and he gains a bit of perspective on the other trials and tribulations in his personal and his professional and his romantic life and trying to put it all together for the sake of his mother. Other People's pretty astutely written. It's a first-time feature film for its director, Chris Kelly. He's a former Saturday Night Live and Onion News Network writer. He's basing a lot of this film on his own personal experiences with his own ailing mother over the years. He's taking this intimate approach to his characters, fleshing out the tragedy, but also the absurdity, sometimes simultaneously. Scenes play out, oftentimes for both tears and laughs. And Kelly here imbues all of his characters, even the small sporting ones, with humanity. They have vulnerability. They have a level of character detail that's pretty rare in modern-day dramedies, which tend to go for a lot of maudlin, tearjerker moments. Kelly would rather see the darker humor in the situation than to go for that tearjerker. And yet, you'll still find yourself misty-eyed, even amid some of the bittersweet chuckles as we come to know and understand these people, these characters, as they suffer through the difficulties of caring for this ailing but beloved member of their family, 
No doubt most of the praise for other people is going to go to his two main performers, Jesse Plemons. He fully inhabits his role of this troubled and anguished and very misunderstood, even to himself, this man who's coming to grips with what is important in life as he nears the age of 30. His character's not always likable, but that's part of the issue with him, is that he doesn't really find a way to like himself because he feels that there's all these holes in his life that need filling, but he doesn't know how to fill them. So he kind of ends up fudging the truth to a lot of people. Molly Shannon certainly is going to get the lion's share of the kudos for this film. Not long after appearing in another excellent dramedy, if you haven't seen it already, it deals with a terminal disease that was Me and Earl and the Dying Girl that came out last year. She's here showing much more range than just kooky comic caricatures in a mostly dramatic performance that makes her Joanne a wholly sympathetic figure that had been the only glue to this mostly dysfunctional family that still loves her no matter what. This anguish that's felt by David during this time is his sense of wanting his mother to know that everything is going to be all right for him in life. She needn't worry. He ends up, as I mentioned, having to tell a few untruths to her to make her feel like she's done okay as a mother and also that he's going to be okay. And he hopes during the time that he spends with her that he can actually turn those untruths to actual truths before the time of her passing. And that's part of the pressure that he feels during those moments. Now, I have to note here for those people who are interested in this movie that the marketing of this movie, if you watch the trailers or read some of the critical blurbs, makes this seem like it's going to be this uproarious comedy. And certainly there are funny moments in the movie and certainly good laugh out loud moments, too. But this is definitely a film that takes its subject matter quite seriously underneath that humor. There are hilarious moments, yet the film also deals with this emotional gut punch of the disease head on. It does not really flinch that much from the sadness of the disease that's overtaking Joanne. So take that into account. You're going to get some laughs, but for the most part, you're going to come away from this film. It's, it's a heavy film still underneath it. Now, along those lines, viewers who are dealing with their own difficulties with death or disease in their own families are going to find the mix of humor and pathos and this raw truthfulness. And I think that that is the key to be therapeutic if they end up watching other people. I think that it does capture the tragedy of the situation, but it's able to do it in a very human way. It's a very cathartic notion to know that other people are dealing with some of the same difficulties that many of us have had to contend with and can even survive beyond the death of someone in their family among some of the most heartbreaking moments in life. You know, it's a serious movie, and yet it's still a very funny movie as well during moments. But above all of these things, I think Chris Kelly brings a real sense of humanity to this movie. These characters feel very real, they're very fresh, very unique among its own movie. The setting, the situations are very unique to this film. There are many other cancer films that have come out. Some of them even try to be funny as well. But I think that this one feels very fresh, even though it's covering a lot of the same ground that other movies may have done before. So I'm giving... Other people, three and a half stars out of four. Three and a half stars on my scale means I think that this is a good movie. In this time of September in which there are not very many good films coming out in theaters, you don't want to see The Wildlife or The Disappointments Room or, you know, some of these other movies that are coming out. This is really a dumping ground for a lot of studios to put out movies that they know are not that good. So I would say during these moments, it's good to turn to those on-demand services and find out some of these independent films that really didn't have enough money to make a major push into the theaters. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If this is your first time listening, click the subscribe button, and you'll continue to get all of my reviews all throughout the year. If you've been listening a while and you want to help out the show, as I always mention, 
Go to iTunes and leave a review or go to patreon.com slash quipster and leave a donation. You can also go to my website to find out more information, quipster.net. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net, where you can find my contact information as well as links to my Twitter feed and Facebook page. All of those are adequate ways to get in touch with me. I try to respond to everybody who gets in touch. So just remember that Quipster is spelled with a W. Until next time, thanks, everyone. Hope that you enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies, even if you're catching an on-demand film at home. 